Please welcome, please welcome, welcome. This is another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast, a podcast where we talk about what makes a business valuable, learn the tips and tactics to increase your company's value that only veteran dealmakers know. And now, here's your host, Ed Misogland. So the first question today is, when you buy a business, what exactly are you buying? And so in almost every situation here, um, purchasing you're purchasing the assets of a company, all right? So, so that any advisor would probably tell you that you want to buy assets rather than stock. But most sellers want you to um, to buy the stock because um, because of the tax consequences. So, so when let's just take a look at the two the two uh, entities the the sub s so the sub s corporation and part and LLCs they're most of them are taxed as an s and what that means is that when they take the net income and they divide it by the number of shareholders and that's what's put on their on their K ones and then they are taxed based on their individual uh, tax bracket. A C corp is double taxation. All right, so so the corporation is taxed, and then the owner is also taxed, and so you can see why um, the C corporation is, you know, it, it, it's a it's a it's really good for large corporations. It's not so good for for small businesses. So for and and again, for many reasons, you don't want to. To purchase the business by buying the stock, and like I said, the and the primary reason is that the first, the corporation um, may have liabilities that aren't apparent. Um, you know, the if you buy the stock, the the inherent liabilities, known or unknown, go go with the stockholder. So if you buy the stock, you're also buying these liabilities, and then second. And probably most important is you won't be able to depreciate your purchase price. So um, substantially all of your purchase price will be allocated to the basis of the stock. And then you'll have to wait until you sell the stock to deduct the cost of the acquisition. So then what exactly are you buying under an asset sale? Well, you're purchasing the furniture, fixtures, equipment, inventory, goodwill, uh, trademarks, trade names, and and what you're buying is assets that are free and clear of any liens and liabilities. So the mechanics of the sale are, are kind of like this. Um, you form an entity. That entity buys the assets of the target, and and you bring them into your entity, You and then you, again, based on the allocation of purchase price, that is your opening balance sheet. So you might be wondering, you know, what do you do about the cash and accounts receivable? Um, that depends. I mean, there's a couple different scenarios. Uh, they can or cannot go with. They may or I'm sorry. They may or may not go with the business. It just kind of depends on the business as well as how good um, the accounts receivable and accounts payable are. Many deals these days are are including net working capital, which includes your inventory, uh, AR and AP. So, again, outside of the the assets that I described, the current assets are are up for negotiation of whether or not they are or are not included.
The next question is this fellow wants to yeah, this fellow wants to get into uh, selling businesses for a living. Now I'm assuming that you're looking at getting to become a, a business broker or an investment banker uh, as opposed to I want to buy companies and sell them um, myself, have a, a portfolio of companies and and, a, and you know basically have your own little portfolio of, of small and mid-sized companies. So like I said, I'm assuming you want to be a broker. So let's talk through this. Number one, uh, age and experience matter. And and I paid that tuition firsthand. I came right out of college into the business brokerage industry. I wanted to be um, an investment banker. Uh, none of, at that time, none of the investment banks would had had apprenticeship programs. So uh, I did. So I, I I couldn't go right into investment banking. So I went into business brokerage and and. And found out really quick that age and experience matters. So you know you can't expect a, a business owner to entrust um, you know most of their net worth, which is tied up in the business, um, to someone young, unless you have the experience that indicates that you have um, you know what you're doing. So number two, uh, you have to have a runway, and when I say a runway, you need. It takes time to sell a company, it, normally between six and 12 months to do it. So you have to have enough personal capital to keep you alive um, while you're selling the company. And oh, by the way, it's also a challenge that um, it's also a challenge that a lot of companies don't sell. So, you know, when you look at the, the odds, I mean, you need to have an inventory stacked up and you need to have the capital behind you in order to, to keep you alive while you are procuring buyers. Number three, uh, you need a, an understanding of financial statements and sources of capital. You have to have a, a basic understanding of that. I mean, you can backfill it with, um, like in our shop, I mean, you know, we, we, we have, um, I do a lot of the, the business valuation and things like that. So, but you do need to be able to, to understand financial statements and how, how a business operates and sources of capital for the buyers. Number four, you need to understand how to evaluate buyers in relation to your deals. So not all buyers are, are equal. And when I say not all buyers are equal, I mean, there's different buyers for different businesses and some may be financial buyers where they're buying themselves a job. Others are strategic buyers where they're looking at, um, you know, looking at growing through acquisition. You have to be able to determine number one, the credibility of your buyer. Number two, you have to understand, um, how that buyer, how, what is that post-closing? What does that deal look like for that buyer? Number five, you need to know that you're in sales. You know, this, your business, the business that you're selling is your product. You're not there to fix the business, but sell it. You know, there, there are plenty of firms out there, a lot of exit planning firms that help fix and prepare companies for sale. Uh, as a broker or deal guy or girl, um, it, it that's your job. You're in sales. You're not a consultant. Number six, you need to understand that the process is relational between the buyer and seller. There are a lot of dynamics in play, but mo and most of which you don't know about. And you have to understand that everyone, 
and I mean all parties included, everyone has baggage and there's dynamics that play in into getting the deal done. Number seven, you need to understand that the best buyer may not be paying the highest price. Number eight, you need to understand that you are operating you're operating in the world of the irrational for both buyers and sellers. So so you need to understand um, to expect decisions and positions that are counterintuitive to how it might look on your spreadsheet. And you you have and that's a tough part, you know, that where you are forced to to be in a position where closer you get to your paycheck, the less control you have. And when you have people operating in the world of the irrational, that uh, that's not for the faint of heart. So number nine, you need to know the difference between value and price. Value is the worth to somebody, price is negotiated. Number 10, you need to know that that the closer you are to closing, and I mentioned this earlier, the the less control you have. And then the the bonus one, you need to understand that just procuring a buyer, just finding one, right, is about 30% of the job. Taking that buyer and carrying him or her over the finish line with all the things that can go wrong, all the things that need to go right, that's where you earn your fee. Well, that about wraps it up. But before you go, would you like to receive a weekly newsletter of curated articles that I've stumbled upon or I'm writing about regarding business value and making a company saleable? Well, if so, go to DefendersBusinessValue.com and sign up for the newsletter. Now, if you have a question that you would like answered, go to, again, the website, DefendersOfBusinessValue.com and push the appropriate button. Or you can email me at ed at DefendersOfBusinessValue.com or you can reach me at Twitter at Ed Miso. Thank you so much for spending time with me. If I can ever be of help to you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Have a good weekend, and I'll see you next week. This was another episode of the Defenders of Business Value Podcast. For more episodes packed with strategies to increase the value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com for show notes, transcripts, and free tools to start you on your journey. Subscribe now so you don't miss any future episodes.